Hello, hello. This is another wonderful day that God has made. And here is Let's Talk with Janice. And on hosting the program is Janice herself. And um, it's an awesome privilege to be here once again. Like I said, we have stuff packed up, packed up for you guys. Our listeners are wonderful people. I want you to know that you're wonderfully made by a God who intended good for you. You were, you were created by an intentional decision by the sovereignty of the universe. You are not a creation that came by accident, by some big bang theory. You were created by a divine mandate, a divine prerogative for a divine mission. Hallelujah. For a divine mission. God has a plan. God has a mission. God has some work for you to do. And the earlier you find out what that is, the better for you. So, but today that's preamble. Today we're going to be looking at a very wonderful topic. We're going to be looking at broken hedges. This is a title of one of my books, um, Broken Hedges and Spiritual Dimension. But we're going to skip a lot of things. It's I'm, I'm just going to be glossing through the book. And if you want details about what, if you want details on the topic, then you grab one of the copies, just get in touch and I'll tell you how to get your copy, either an e-copy or a soft or a hard copy, depending on where you are. So let me go through the preface and some summary about the book. <clears throat> all around, we see men harassed, molested by all kinds of challenges disease, violence, all kinds of deviant behaviors, natural disasters, and so on. It is all over, and with it, an increase in the rise of false prophets feeding on the global and human crisis. People flocking to places to hear someone make divinations concerning their lives, to help them mend or heal or access God's divine solutions to their problems. Men are crying out in pain, in confusion, and fear. Anyone who claims to hold the answer to the endless crisis from the heart of man is welcome. Even the so-called emancipated go to the more sophisticated diviners, all seeking solutions. Nations are in chaos with the, with the, with the stirrings of war all around us. Creation is bleeding. Christians will say we are at the end times. Muslims will say it is God's will, inshallah. Others will say there, are, there has been a shift in the balance. Those who say we are at the end time will do nothing except struggling to make heaven, and that's in court. The Bible says that anyone who breaks the head, or in other words, anyone who compromises their protective barrier will be bitten by the serpent. In other words, there will be, they will be hit by the devil who, like a roaring lion, goes to and fro the earth looking for whom to devour. In broken hedges, we will be looking at what hedges are, how they are built, who builds them, why they, they get broken, what happens when they are broken, and how they can be mended. 
Most people are facing challenges in their lives because their hedges have been broken. They are exposed. Journey with us through broken hedges as we look into these things and find individual and specific solutions to our problems and our challenges. God bless you. And about the book, as humans, most of us have simply accepted our state and situation in life and we're living with it. Others have found various explanations and justifications as to why their life is the way it is or why things happen the way they do. Families, communities, nations have simply looked for every other explanation for their events and happenings around them and in the world. As a global community, anything that cannot be scientifically proven is thrown away or kept in the archives of sciences until proven otherwise. Yet, at its apex, human sciences will always be leagues away from God's divine science. Over the years, I have come to know that nothing is a coincidence. There are no mistakes. At search, we turn to the right, if we turn to the right source, we will find answers, no matter how long it takes. At all times, we must maintain the postures of a God-seeker, a God-lover, and a God-follower. In the heart of every human is what I call the God-seed or the God-factor, the knowing that there is a supreme divine being. To some, the knowledge brings peace, inner rest, hope, and assurance, and to others, it produces revolt, anger, and rebellion. Each one of us decides how we want to re relate with or respond to God. And that decision determines not just how we live our lives, but also how we interpret the events in our lives and the happenings in our world. We can begin to understand why we have broken hedges in our lives and find out from our Creator how to mend these broken hedges. We can also begin to mend the broken hedges over our families, over our resources, and all that is ours, in our communities, our nation, and possibly our world. In broken hedges, we are saying that we are not products of some scientific theory, and as such, there is a purpose for our existence. For us to fully understand, we must be reconnected to the one who created us, otherwise everything becomes trial and error. We are here on, it, on earth by a divine, by deliberate divine decree, for a definite divine purpose as members of a team of created beings meant to fulfill a glorious divine agenda. I'm going to repeat that again. When I when I looked at everything and I summarized it in these sentences, we are here on earth by a deliberate divine decree for a definite divine purpose as members of a team of created beings meant to fulfill a glorious divine agenda. As members of this team, we humans were created in an arena of an ongoing warfare. We came into the scene by a divine decree. We can only survive the onslaught of evil if we are fully aware of who we are and why we are here. Understanding that there is an evil force 
Satan and so many other names contending with us over the guardianship of the physical universe and seek refuge in God who is able to build hedges of protection within and around us to keep us safe while we live to fulfill our divine mission, which is to demonstrate the power and glory of God in all the universe and show forth the love of God to all creation. Once again, my name is Janice and um, I'm a woman living with a purpose, believing that God created me for a mandate to show forth God's power and demonstrate his love to all creation. Like I said before, creation is in a bleeding state. Creation is in a hurting state. When you look at everything happening, all the perversion, all the evil, all so many things happening, and lots of people are asking questions and going to the wrong places for answers to their so many questions. Whereas the God who created the universe, the God who created us as part of his his part of those he has given a mandate to manifest his power, his presence, his glory in creation. Uh, we have been given everything we need to make sure that God's divine agenda for our lives and for, for the universe is seen by all creation. So my calling and my bur the burden in my heart is to help you, to help each person I meet discover who they truly are because indeed we were created God said it by the divine decree he said let us make man in our image and in our likeness so we have divine our, our genetic constitution has divine elements in us so when the devil came lying to Eve in the garden of Eden that if you God doesn't want you to be like him. That's why he, he doesn't want you to touch this. That's why he doesn't want you to eat from the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil. That was a very terrible lie. Because the, the decree that brought forth humanity, the, the announcement, the pronunciation from God said, let us make man in our image and in our likeness. So we already had in us divinity. We already had in us God, the God factor, we already had in us the God genes. So we didn't need to eat of the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil to be like God. We were created like him. We were created with divine, we, like I keep repeating, the divine element. So that was the first and biggest lie that the devil dished out to humanity. He keeps dishing out those lies to people today. But the sadness is that Back then, there was no savior because the world had not fallen. Sin had not entered the, the world. Sin had not penetrated creation. The, the hedge that protected us from invasion by satanic, diabolic, evil forces was still in situ. Hedges cannot be broken from outside. So in order for the devil to penetrate creation, to control creation, to influence creation negatively, he needed to get mankind to break their hedges from inside. And the only thing, one of the biggest factor elements that 
prerequisite for, for hedges to get broken is that humanity defies God, is that humanity rebels against God, is that humanity disobeys God. So in order for Satan to have access into creation, he needed to get man himself to compromise his own spiritual protective head. And that's just what happened in Eden. Eden is the place where mankind used his own prerogative to break the, the protective head that shielded us from exposure to forces of evil. So when Eve did that in, in the Garden of Eden and Adam followed suit, they just simply to opened the, a gateway for evil forces to have dominion in creation. And that's why down the line in the Bible, this, the Bible says that the whole world is under the dominion of darkness because man introduced darkness into creation. It was the place, Eden, is that place where man forgot who they were by creation. We forgot that God created us with spiritual genetic constitution. We forgot that we were already created like God. So the devil lied to mankind and man bought the lie. I don't know what lie of the devil you're buying right now. I don't know what lie you've already bought and you're living in that lie. Because when man did that, the Bible records what happened after they had rebelled, they've disobeyed, they've defied God. How can a man, how can a creature who defied God in heaven and God did not lift up a finger to face the devil, God sent Archangel Michael because God couldn't bring himself to face the devil. He sent Archangel Michael and the, the battle was between angel and angel, not between God and an angel he created. It was another angel that overthrew Satan in heaven and then God made the decree to cast him and those who followed him in the heavenly rebellion, what I call the first, um, the first rebellion, you know. It was another angel who overcome the, the, the devil and his cohort and his horde of darkness. And then God made the decree to send them out of his presence with no opportunity to come back. And Satan cannot live with that. He cannot swallow that pill. He couldn't. So when God created humanity and blessed us with so much and gave us so much authority, which you are going to see as we pro progress in this series, Satan couldn't take it. How can I be under the authority of these mere humans? <clears throat> so Satan planned the second rebellion in Eden because he needed that rebellion to have access to creation. So in broken hedges, we're going to look at what happened when mankind broke the hedge. The Bible says he who break the hedge, the serpent will strike that person. We're going to look at how the, the protective hedge that protected the whole of creation, including humanity, got broken and how Satan, the serpent, had access into creation and what happened. Today is the introduction to what we're going to be talking about. But before we end this, this part, this first introduction, 
I just want to make an announcement or I want to make an appeal to you listening. If you have made compromises in your life, if you are making compromises in your life, you Hedges, like I said, can never be broken from outside because it is God who builds hedges. Job could not be penetrated. Satan couldn't touch Job because he's, the, the devil told God himself that, how can I do this when you have built hedges of protection around him? So Satan needed God's permission to have access to Job because when God builds hedges, they cannot be broken from outside so humanity needed to compromise their own heads from inside. And that's why the, the rebellion in, in Eden is such a tragedy. And that's why your rebellion, your continuous rebellion against God, because you are listening to the serpent's lie, is such a tragedy. It's, it's a bigger tragedy today because Jesus has done away with the powers that the devil had. The Lord Jesus has given us everything. He says, I have given you authority to trample upon snakes and scorpion and to overcome the power of the enemy. So why does the enemy still have so much power over us? Why does the enemy so much have still have so much power in the world? Why is there a multiplication of evil? Is there any way to stop? Is there any way to control the ravages of evil in our world? We're going to look at all of that. But before we get into that, I want you to sit down and make it, it take a short pause and do an assessment of yourself. What have you done and what are you doing that have weakened your protective hedges and have invited the serpent in? And the venom of the devil is busy causing ravages in your life, is busy causing ravages in your family, is busy causing ravages in your community, is busy causing ravages in your country, is busy causing ravages in the world. Yes, there are people who are in positions globally whose actions invites evil into our world are you one of those my message is that you sit down and and take take do an overview of your life and the things you're doing that's inviting the sting of the serpent into your space into the space of your loved ones and repent repentance is not feeling sorry it's not just feeling sorry, it's not saying, oh, I've done something terrible. Somebody just um, uh, ha had a nice time with a girl and, and, um, and, then, and, and, and the girl got pregnant and, and then they're looking for a solution to, to the pregnancy because he's married. It's not selling out of the market. Sit down and take stock. And make a decision to repent. To tell God, Lord, this is what I've done. This is what I'm doing. And, and with the things happening in my life, I feel I, I'm exposed. When Adam and Eve, after taking disobeying God, they went into hiding. And when God spoke to them, and what response did they give? They said, we just discovered that we're naked. It's not just the physical nakedness. It's that they found out that they were exposed. They, they they saw their vulnerability. They saw their their, their 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 emptiness, their weakness, and they had to go and hide. 
You cannot work with heads raised up. Forget all what is you're seeing globally where you witness a scene where some less LGBTQ community was arguing with somebody preaching some preaching the gospel around their their their, their environment and they were flaunting their, their their gayness and you know saying all sorts of garbage and trash. Those are helpless people. Those are sick people. Those are people who have allowed the, the, the invasion of spirits of perversion into themselves. And those spirits of perversion are using their bodies for their own pleasure. And when they finish having those perverse pleasures, they feel unclean. They feel dirty, irrespective of what they tell us. When, when, it, when, when they are alone in their space, no fraternity, no second party, alone with themselves, me, me, and me, and my creator, they are empty, they are confused, they are frightened. And that's why they have such a high level of, of, of psychosis, mental illness. Because, because of the God factor in us, you cannot fully yield to sin and not suffer some inward discordance. So if you are listening to me and you have compromised your head of protection, you have, you're now being given an opportunity to make amends. You can tell God the story of your life. You can tell him you're sorry for having taken over control of your life, a life you cannot control. None of us, have, none of us can fully control our lives. We need help. We need God. Because the forces we are contending with are not earthly forces. The Bible says that we do not war against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against authorities, against dominion in the high places. Our war is not against flesh and blood. You're not fighting logic. Where our warfare is against rulers and authorities, principalities, dominion and powers in heavenly places. But the Bible says that Jesus is far above every authority, every dominion, every principality, every power. So I'm inviting you to join me and become a member of the kingdom of God. I'm inviting you to denounce and renounce sin in all its forms. And swear allegiance to the kingdom of righteousness by accepting Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. That simply that's a, a that's another way of putting this term in this phrase that has been abused. I'm born again. I'm born again. What does it mean to be born again? It means you were born before. Now you want to be born again. Nicodemus asked, "What do you mean? Do I go back into my mother's womb and then come out again to be born again?" That was a question Nicodemus asked in the Bible, and a lot of people are asking that same question in many ways. What do you mean being born again? It is, it is allegiance to the kingdom of, of God. The battle is, against, is between two kingdoms, the kingdom of righteousness and the kingdom of unrighteousness, the kingdom of Satan and the kingdom of God. To become born again, to become a child of God, is to yield to the kingdom of righteousness, is to denounce, is to divorce the kingdom of darkness, is to say no to darkness, to every form of sin, is to ask the Lord Jesus, is to ask God to forgive you for, for rebelling against him. 
if you if you're living your life and you're not doing anything you like some girl said some time ago i've not i'm not i've not fornicated I, i'm a virgin i got married as a virgin i never had an abortion I, I i've never done this i've never done that that doesn't make you say it doesn't save you because that is self-righteousness. Jesus didn't come for those who are righteous. He, gave, he came for those who are sinners. He came to give life to those who are dead in sin. So I don't know how far gone you are in sin. I don't know what sins or sin you're practicing. I don't know whether you've even done any act of sin. Whatever it is, we were all born with a seed of sin. Because in Eden, our spiritual genetic was compromised. And sin was planted in us, all of us. The Bible says we are all born sinners. Whether you're living in the sin, acting sin out or not, we are all born sinners. I want to give you an opportunity to make peace with God by repenting and, ac and accepting Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. Say, Father, today I've heard your word. The Bible says when you hear when, when, when today is a day of salvation, when you hear God speaking to you, do not harden your heart. As you're listening to me now, do not harden your heart. Say yes to Jesus. Say yes to God. And say no to sin. Say, Father, I ask you to forgive me my sins. If you want to list those sins, if you want to mention them to God, you can do that. And ask God to forgive you. Say, Father, I repent of my sin. I acknowledge the fact that on my own, I cannot stop sinning. On my own, I'm just a, a sinner, lost and confused. But right now, I ask for forgiveness. Forgive me, O God, in the name of our Lord Jesus, who died for me. I invite you, Lord Jesus, right now into my heart as my personal Lord and Savior to walk with you, to obey you for the rest of my life. Hallelujah. You can pray that prayer in your own way. Three key things. There are some key things that has to happen. Repentance from sin. And repentance is not just sorrow. It is a, and Repentance is an inward decision to renounce sin and to turn your back. It is moving away from sin. So repent of your sin or your sins. And then invite Jesus into your heart, into your life as your personal Lord and Savior. Give him the reign over your life. When you do those two major things, repentance, renunciations of sin, renunciation of sin and invitation of our Lord Jesus into your heart as your Lord and Savior, then you're, you're born again. And heaven will celebrate you. The Bible says when one person makes that decision to follow God, to go back to God, heaven celebrates. Can you imagine that heaven is celebrating you right now if you have made that decision? Our details are on, on our pages. Get in touch. If you have questions, you might have questions, you might have issues, you might have things you want to discuss. Get in touch, reach out to us, and we'll be more than glad to have a chat with you. So um, we're going to continue our next episode on the Genesis. We're going to look at the beginning, the creation story, the saga of creation. And we're going to see the role and what happened with our hedges, with our human hedges, with our global hedges, 
with the hedges of God over, over creation and how that can be mended in our own individual lives and in our own individual space. Hallelujah. God bless you and see you tomorrow. Or sorry, I'm used to the videos. Stay tuned for our next episode.